back to Babes to Know. I'm your host, Christine Horvath. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode. I'm really excited to share this one with you. It is with a longtime LGBTQ activist, Tom Morgan. He has been involved with um, Get Equal. He was heavily involved in uh, Freedom to Marry Ohio. And he also organizes with Gays Against Guns. So he's really, really active in the community, in the Columbus, Ohio community. We also got cut off before we started talking about the vicious police brutality attacks on the Black Pride 4 at the Stonewall Pride Parade. And, um, you know, I just wanted to let you know that we did talk about that and we agreed that it was egregious. And, um, you know, our, our community needs to keep talking about that because we need to keep the most vulnerable members of our community in the forefront and uh, keep protecting them as much as we can and keep holding Stonewall accountable because I know that he said that he even has friends, you know, in Stonewall and on the Stonewall board. And I just want them to hear that, you know, we're not going to stop talking about it and we do expect more from them. So um, that was, it was a really good conversation. I'm sorry it got cut off short, um, but this will be a short episode so hopefully you'll be able to listen to the entire thing during your commute just a couple of other notes before we get started uproar the all-female comedy show in a female-owned craft store is coming back on december 12th you can get tickets at baberoar.com that's b-a-b-e-r-o-a-r.com baberoar.com uh, it's at 8 p.m there will be five count five female headliners on the show, two of which are from Hashtag Comedy Columbus. That's Sarah J. Storer and Sarah Butcher Greer. I can't wait. Uh, we also have Karen Goldman Jaffe coming up from Dayton and Becky Brown from right here in Columbus, Ohio. I will also be there, of course. So uh, get a ticket now. Again, $10 at baberoar.com. While you're there in the store, we also have our crop tops and tank tops available. I believe they're $20. Um, they say more female headliners. They were designed by Griffin Browning. I'm not kidding you, you guys. Everywhere I go wearing this t-shirt, people stare at me. And like, I know that they're not staring at me. They're like reading my shirt, but like, I like it. And like, I'm just saying, it feels good, you know, to be just like, oh, what's going on? What's going on over there? Let me look at that shirt. Let me read that shirt. And maybe look at some boobs. I don't know. I don't know what people are looking at, but it's exciting. Anyway, get your tickets now. Wear your t-shirt or buy one at the show. That's fine, too. Um, either way, enjoy this episode with Tom Morgan. Thanks, babes. Have a good one. Bye. to hear a little bit more of that history that you were talking about, the Stonewall history. And if you could just repeat 
what you were saying earlier about what started the riots. Well, I'm just talking about current day anxiety based on historical events. Um, my partner and I, my husband, I'm still not used to saying that, Yeah, <laughs> have been together for over, we're in our 20th year and we just got married right after it became legal. Um, Ohio being one of the 13 last states to allow marriage equality. Mm -hmm. And they didn't do it because they had a change of heart in our state legislature. They did it because they were forced by the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And now that's tainted. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can remember, you know, I'm 60. So I, I can remember a time when it was illegal for two gay men to dance together. And drag queens had to, by law, wear at least one article of unmistakable male clothing or they could face arrest. Um, you know, hence Stonewall. They yeah. were jacking up skirts and checking and people got pissed. Oh my you know? God. And, and, you hear stories about, well, it was the transgender people and the drag queens that started it. That's why. Yeah. They got tired of having their skirts hiked up by police. And not politely, they would use their, their nightsticks and, you know, they were taunting the whole time. It, and they just got sick of it. And one night, that was it. They actually went into clubs and, like, legislated that mm -hmm. with their, oh, yeah. with and their the, bodies. And the law was on their side. Oh, you know, God. because if, if a drag queen was not wearing, let's say, boys' tidy whities yeah. that was illegal. You could dress like a woman all day long, but you had to have that one piece of male clothing. What in the fuck? Uh-huh. I'm glad you said that. I was wondering if I could cuss. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you may. You may say whatever you'd like. So, you know, that's kind of where things started. And with, you know, o Ohio just passing the, the ridiculous racist, stand your ground, gun stupidity, mm -hmm. and then the very next day passing the heartbeat bill, mm -hmm. six weeks. Who the fuck even knows they're Nobody. pregnant in six weeks? It's a, it's a, so, it's a total ban is yeah, what it is. Right. It's yeah. deliberate. Right. Because, oh, guess what? Little red cross on mm -hmm. the stick. Let's get a, oh. Well, it's already yeah. been 10 weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Already ineligible right. by design. Yes, exactly. It's just, it's just infuriating, you know, right. under his eye. Do you have, oh, yes, absolutely. Do you have friends who were in the riots? Like, tell me a little bit about your personal connection to LGBT no. his, history. Okay. Um, I well, tell me about knew. yourself first. Okay. I always knew, I always had a big mouth and I always knew once I started hearing about activism and all that stuff, yeah. I mean, I remember the Vietnam War protests. I, remember, I was 10 years old in 1968. Okay. And I remember it was, it was frightening because every night on the news, yes, I watched the news then, the world, the country was falling apart. Yeah. You know, uh, and then right here in Ohio, I, I'm not from Ohio, I did live in Ohio at the time, but then, um, you know, those four college kids killed at a protest. Yeah. It just felt like the world was coming apart. Mm -hmm. I always felt like I needed to be on that side. I that I think I, I I know so many and no offense to any one of my friends, I love you all, but I I knew and grew up with and was such a mousy, 
little afraid person. And, um, you know, I was a little gay boy, had a, uh, an abusive military officer father. Uh, and then I was put in uh, Catholic school my whole life. And then for some damn reason, I decided to go to Bible college and become a missionary uh, when I grew up. So control, 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 shut up, conform, shut up, conform. Mm -hmm. So one day um, they discovered my dark little secret and kicked me off the mission field and out of Bible college. I was expelled for being gay and it had come up once before and um, <laughs> they were watching me and I actually endured three years of conversion therapy, mm -hmm. um, which was part of my school curriculum. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Well, it didn't take. Um, so anyway, they kicked me out and while I was away in college, my parents moved here to Ohio. So I thought, well, I don't really know where to go. This, I was in school in Kansas. Um, funny story. I went to the same school that the Wizard of Oz went to. Nuh uh. Yes, there's a part in the movie where where Dorothy's asking the wizard where he got all of his knowledge. <laughs> yeah. And he said, the College of Emporia, Emporia, Kansas. And that's the exact wow. school I went to. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a wizard. Oh, you are. <laughs> oh. So one fine day, um, I was watching a group closely uh, called Get Equal. Yeah. It was a national organization headed up by some crazy people. It was kind of fashioned after, and it was it's kind of the godchild of um, like an act up mm -hmm. kind of thing. Very, very in your face. Not so much, you know, sit down with legislature people. It was in the streets with signs and bullhorns and all that stuff. And that just really spoke to me. And one day I, I remember watching during the Don't Ask, Don't Tell era, this group had chained themselves, 13 of them, to the White House fence, protesting don't ask, don't tell. And I, I was mesmerized. And I knew I would never see this on the six o'clock news. Mm -hmm. So I, I was watching and I was like, God, I need to be there. What can I do? I have to do something. This is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what to do. I'm not in San Francisco or LA or New York or DC. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Shortly after that, I swear, I think it was just like a day or two later, I caught wind that the horrible National Organization for Marriage, which sounds all sweet and rosy. They're not. They're a hate group yeah. designated by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, they sound rosy, but they were completely formed to destroy any possibility of gay marriage, marriage equality. Mm -hmm. um, so they were throwing a bus tour around the country. And they were coming to Columbus. Mm -hmm. Right then I knew. So I just started, this is, I was early on Facebook. I had never been to a protest in my life. I certainly had never organized one, but I did. They came to um, the state house, which that in itself is offensive to me. That's our house. Mm -hmm. And you're letting a hate group take it over for a day. Right. You know? Right. I guess money really does talk. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> it's not cheap to rent the... The state house. I've done it. I yeah. Yeah. Um, cause you I did to... comedy there once. Oh really? Yes. I fucking bombed so hard. <laughs> and you know what? It felt great because I told abortion jokes in the workplace of John Kasich, and I loved it. Oh, it that's great. a badge of honor right there. Yeah, but I did bomb. I bombed and I failed, and I loved it. 
<laughs> I wear it proudly. Anyway, there you go. go on. <laughs> so anyway, I, I organized a protest. It was the first one I'd ever done or been to, and it was huge. Yeah. Um, all across the country, there were about 10 to 15 of them on their little bus. They'd set up a podium and rah-rah and, you know, anti-marriage stuff. We had 120 people show up. I have a thousand pictures. Um, signs, gay flags, married couple, married license, you, you know, people holding up. Uh, this one couple had their marriage license from another state, I think, I wanna say Massachusetts, blown up to poster size. I mean, it was it was just a fucking gay carnival. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> and you know, we got lots of news media and it was, it was great. What year was that? I wanna say 2010. Okay. So that's that's when that was the shift. Mm -hmm. That that's when it happened. Mm -hmm. And um, the, ironically, some of the folks that get equal, the very people I had been watching and idolizing and, and loving, got wind of my protest because some one of them or somebody saw articles written about it because it did get national press. Mm -hmm. And they contacted me at the time. They were just a national organization. They didn't have state chapters. Mm -hmm. Well, they got in touch with me and said that, that soon they're going to be doing state chapters. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> a little moment of sci-fi. <laughs> and they asked me if I wanted to be the head of Get Equal. State lead organizer was the title okay. for Get Equal in the state of Ohio. Oh, okay. So I did. Wow, that's amazing. And we organized a bajillion protests and it was grand and glorious. and. I, I'm I'm very proud of the work we do, and it's it sounds stuck up or self-serving, but you know, fuck that. It's yeah. it was amazing. No, be and proud we of it. Did do amazing things, and I have a million stories, you know, to tell somebody's grandkids one day. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, just just standing up, being loud and proud, and not mousy anymore, not right. controlled anymore right. by a military father yeah. or you know sadistic people wanting to change my insides, yeah. you know, to make myself more acceptable to them. Right. Fuck you so hard yeah. for that. Liberate you know? yourself. And the things you do to people, I can't wait to see Boy Erased. I cannot oh, yeah. wait to see that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, interesting. Conversion therapy was no joke, um, and I have, I have a lot of friends that have been through it. Some, some famously, some were sexually abused as a part of their conversion therapy. You know, get naked and cuddle with me, that'll squelch your gay feelings. Well, yeah, you're a fucking nasty piece of shit. So in the moment, yeah, that's going to be a real boner kill. Yeah, right. But your therapy tactics are a little questionable. Right, very questionable and yeah. illegal for sure and uncomfortable. Wait, yeah. you were in conversion therapy for three years? Yeah. Tell it was, me It was a part of it. my, it was uh, at In a, Kansas? Yes, okay. at the Bible College. Okay. They made it a part of my curriculum. And it was, it was interesting because, um, you know, talk about control. Um, the, the school student body was, was totally controlled, divided up in, it was based after a tree. Yeah. The school was the trunk uh -huh. and then each little subgroup was a limb, a branch, a twig. A twig would be uh, a group of people that were uh, your roommates, um, probably like three dorm rooms in a row. And you know, you prayed together every morning and, and watched each other. So of course the entire campus knew that I was the queer boy that needed to be watched. Um, I'm sitting now on a, on a 
a lovely bar stool with my legs crossed. That was forbidden. Mm, I couldn't yeah. smoke using two fingers, you know, like yeah. Lauren Bacall. Yeah. I had to hold it, you know, with my thumb and, and my finger and like, smoke like a man. Yeah, right. They threw out a great deal of my clothing. I deliberately had to speak in this kind of voice at all times for three years, which is not natural. Fuck you people, yeah. I'm me. Oh my you know? God. Yeah, yeah. It, it was pretty awful. And when they decided it didn't work, um, they gave me the boot. How did they decide, how did, what were the tactics and how did they ultimately decide, okay, we're done? Many, 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 many meetings. Meetings? <laughs> Meetings and oh check-in. Oh, I was I was called into the president's office probably, this was a while ago, more than monthly, I know, just um, to talk about how I was feeling. And see, this, this is another thing. At that time in my life, you know, please forgive me, gay folk. At that time, I was convinced that being gay was wrong, and I shouldn't. And so I tried with everything that was within me sure. not to be. Sure. So I'm telling you now, once and for all, you don't need to read another article or listen to anyone else on the face of the earth. If Thomas D. Morgan could not be converted, it cannot happen. It can't happen. Period. Done. It's a fucking money-making, sadistic Bible bangers, wet dream bullshit. Lie. Bullshit. Yeah, it totally is. Absolutely. Sickening. Yes. Yep. So they decided after three years that they couldn't change you. Right. How did they how did they decide that? Well <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, this is funny. Well, it kind of became obvious when I was sent out on the mission field um, with three other people and we lived together. And me and another one of my roommates were having an affair. <gasps> oh my gosh, scandal. <laughs> yeah, we were actually uh, roommates in the house and then we also shared a bedroom. So I mean, yeah, of course we were sleeping together. Of course. Um, <laughs> as, as one does on the mission field. <laughs> it was a setup, I tell you. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, six months we were banging and then one day he decided that um, it was wrong and so he went to um, the heads of the church and um, I'll never forget, I was a missionary, this was in New Mexico and as, you know, um, per biblical direction, they decided to correct me in front of the entire church body. At a meeting of the entire state of New Mexico for this religion. Um, they called me up front. I was the leader in the church in the northwestern part of New Mexico. So they called me up to the front of this meeting in this auditorium. I had no idea what was going to happen. And they made their announcement then in front of everyone. How many people? Oh, a few hundred. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Just public shame. Mm -hmm. Just blatant. Yeah, they told me his name was Patrick, that Patrick had uh, come to them and said that I was making homosexual advances towards him. Oh, okay, Patrick. Yeah. Sure. And I didn't fight it because, you know, the whole honor, dignity, yeah. and I thought, you know, yeah. no, it's not worth it. I'll just stand here until it's over, and then I'll leave. And I had to leave because... How stupid am I? They told me I had to get out of the apartment, which I understood. 
Makes sense. But they also told me I needed to leave the city. What? Yeah, I, I know. So, but you know, I was, I was young and I thought, yeah. oh, okay. Well, they're following me or, yeah. Yeah, so I thought, well, I, they said I have to go, so. And, and that's what control does to a person. Yes, yes, yes. You yes, know, yes. gay people, women. Yeah. Um, that's what long-term control does yeah. to you. You're issued this this edict and yeah. you just, okay. You have no self-worth. You have right. no fight left mm-hmm. within you. It's all been kicked out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. my God, I'd been speaking in somebody else's voice for three years, yeah. smoking like some kind of fucking Marlon Brando Tom of Finland yeah. macho man, <laughs> yeah. you know. Although and, Marlon Brando was a little bit gay, right? He was like, bye. That's what I hear. Yeah, that's what I hear yeah. too. Anyway, sorry. I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in the spectrum. Right. Yeah, and I don't believe that, you know, one faithful night makes you gay or yeah. even has gay tendencies you're a human being and you bumped uglies with another human being that has the same as you one night yeah. big fucking deal go on with your life get over it Did and it i hope good? you stay friends right yeah <laughs> what's patrick doing now do you know i have no idea no oh that was the other thing i was forbidden to contact them and you know we were close these yeah, people you know yeah, we yeah, were yeah. out there establishing fellowships teaching yeah. bible yeah you know in our home we were having home fellowships and you know doing the lord's work <laughs> as you do <laughs> on the mission field <laughs> yeah. yeah like we're supposed to with all their rules and regs and yeah we were very close in fact it, it that unit was called a family okay that's a little creepy. Yeah. So, you know, we were we were very close, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know, we used the L word a lot. And then all of a sudden, bam, no contact. And um, it was weird. So that's that's why I moved to Ohio. And then some, something that's stranger than strange that I can hardly even wrap my own brain around. When I got back to Ohio, I literally did not speak, period for approximately six weeks as my mom recounted the story to me. Yeah, I I would nod or shake my head no, and I wouldn't make my own needs known. Mm -hmm. Um, I moved in with my parents Mm -hmm. and I I moved out when I was 17, and this was like four or five years after that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's how worthless I was. Yeah, you had to refine your voice and your work. Yeah, by God, I found it. Good for you. That is no easy. It was behind the couch the whole time. (laughs) I found it. (laughs) What? So you were raised with, like, under this, under the supervision of this, like, you said, abusive, militaristic father. Um, Is that what drove you to Bible college? Like, did you feel like that's just what you had to do? Or... You know, I'm not entirely clear. I know, and maybe this is part of activism... I, I just, I always felt the need to help. Okay. I felt like, you know, looking back now, it's, it's almost laughable, but I felt like I had a good enough life that I should help other people that don't have a good life. Right. Again, brainwashing. I did yeah. not have a good life. Yeah. Um, my, my entire back is beautifully tattooed now. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is it's horribly scarred. And my dad was in the Navy, so I grew up on the ocean Mm -hmm. my whole life. Yeah. Um, But I was the kid who always wore his shirt in the ocean. I couldn't take it off because I wore his scars. And it was embarrassing, and it would would evoke uh, questions that I didn't want to answer. 
So it, it was funny. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of tattoos, love them. And one day it just came to me, this, this shame of, you know, never taking my shirt off and all that. It just came to me one day. Why don't you just get a big tattoo? So I did. I'm, I'm tattooed from my shoulders to my ass Wow. in the back. And it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. How does that? Oh, do you have it? Do you have a picture? Yeah. Sorry, pod people. You can't see it. <gasps> oh, wow. I told him I didn't care what it was. I just wanted it very bright, Colorful, multicolored. Beautiful. And what is, is it a phoenix? Asian. Or, it's okay. a phoenix and a koi oh, and a okay. waterfall. Yeah. I wanted it uh, Asian design. Um, a lot of my wonder years were spent uh, in Hawaii. Mm. Again, Navy dad. Okay. So, you know, Asian things um, I find particularly beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just did it. Poof, not a problem anymore. Wow. Yeah. You still live with it though. How does it, how yeah. emotionally, how does it, how does it carry through? How is that, how is that pain or, or that history like alive in your life now? Activism. Yeah. I won't shut up. Yeah. I won't be quiet. Yeah. I won't back down. I, I won't mind my business. Mm -hmm. I won't let the status quo run. I will, I will call out bullying if, if it's, uh, no matter where it is, even if it's from the state house mm -hmm. or the Capitol or the motherfucking White House, yeah, which I've renamed whitest yes. house. <laughs> yes, um, I just I can't stand it. I don't yeah. I don't understand because because I've I've lived it on you know the receiver end. I don't understand the strong need that apparently a lot of people have to just outright control somebody else. I don't understand why they care mm -hmm. why you know if yeah. if i want to sin wh what do you care you know god's not giving out toasters right. what the hell <laughs> you know i don't know it's it's none of your business and you know i'm married now if you didn't know me or notice my beautiful wedding set you wouldn't know that i was married to a man it, there's nothing that changes my outward appearance from the day before i got married to the day after you wouldn't know. So why would you fight so hard to, you know, support legislation that controls someone else's life who you've never met? Do you think that it's there's some aspect of like modern modern maybe isn't the right word, but contemporary um, missionary work going on in those like evangelical minds that are, you know, fighting for fighting against marriage equality and fighting for abortion bans. Like, do you think that I do. that's I do. part of it? Um, being raised, you know, um, Catholic, but even, you know, as an adult being uh, a missionary and all that sort of thing, they instill it in you that, that it's your job. You know, y you are a Christian person. So you are to save souls. That's right. what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And um, someone else's personal boundaries, their business, their life, mm -hmm. That's secondary. Mm -hmm. The main thing is you are to save them yeah. from eternal fire, hell, damnation, or, or whatever that is. Yeah, and that's so that's so ingrained in people, and that's so taught on the everyday that really, especially from a young age, you grow up believing that you have no choice but to go out there and crusade for Christ. Yeah, yeah. you got to. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I see a lot of that religiosity kind of bleeding into politics yeah. you know you you see the people that have the most rules 
in their lives and, and want to push the most rules on other people generally do it in the name of religion. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, God, Mike, P- Trump is horrible and I wish he would die a horrible death. Not that I would have anything to do with it. Um, but I think Pence on many levels will be worse. Yes. I, I don't believe that, that Pence is insane like okay. I do um, Trump, and I right. don't think Pence is stupid like Trump. Right. Or a spoiled, rotten baby who's yeah. never been told no his entire life and mm. just expects that that's how government works too. Right. Surprise. Yeah. But I think he's scary in a Handmaid's Tale kind of way. Absolutely. I do too. Very mm-hmm. theocratic, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I, I've heard rumors, and I, I don't know for sure, but... Everything that's come down about LGBTQI, I, I say queer. It's offensive to some people, I do but too. I, I'm big on the queer because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's quick. Yeah, it's and, quick and it's and there's only five letters, right? Yeah, <laughs> in the form of a word, yeah. not you know alphabet soup. Yeah, but he's been behind the transgender business. He's been behind all this stuff. I'm convinced. You know, uh, we're just reeling here in Ohio from two horrific bills that have just been passed. I don't know if a lot of people know, but an anti-transgender, anti-bathroom bill has already been written in the state of Ohio. It's done. I don't know what they're waiting for. Uh, John Becker, Representative John Becker, Mm -hmm. who is still a congressman Mm -hmm. after this election, wrote that bill. So I firmly believe it's going to rear its ugly head really soon because... Ohio's um, GOP is really on a roll right now, and it seems like they're really scrambling to do whatever it is they can do. And then, you know, even after the the, the change in power in January, oh God, Mike DeWine. Oh my God. You know, he Mike DeWine. Just just a quick reminder, he's the man who sued a man whose husband was dying for the right to call him husband. Right. Which turned out to be Obergefell. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so Neener Neener DeWine. Yeah. Uh, you know, that happened in your state. Right. Cincinnati. And right. the Sixth Circuit Court was the first one to say no, which catapulted us to the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. which used to be a shred of hope and right. a good thing. And, right. You know, now, yeah. who knows? Right. You know? Yeah. Who knows? <sighs> well, you were talking about... Um, missionary work and being taught that your job is to, um, you know, convert people, I guess, and save their souls. Um, I grew up Christian too. And this is a story that I haven't really shared at all, but I do carry a lot of shame around about it because when I just reconnected with this person, um, not too long ago, but when I was in high school, I was raised Christian as well. And, you know, being like, sort of just like a like a bulldozer of a person in general, you know, I had this idea that like, yeah, I'm going to go around and be like a missionary too. And I'm going to go talk to my gay friend, Carrie, and tell her that she's, she should date this guy who's like a diamond in the rough, but really he was like a gross, gross motherfucker, you know, just like a gross man. And she was like, I'm gay. And I was like, but like, you know, you like, you don't have to be. And she was like, but I'm gay. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean like now, but like, you know, you could just like, go out with this guy. And I, when I met, when I reconnected with her, I was like, I'm queer, you know? And she was like, I am too, but you already knew that. Remember that time you tried to get me to not be queer? And I was like, fuck, yes, Carrie, I'm so sorry. 
But like that shit just like gets into your brain, you know, like mm-hmm. you have to actively undo those things. And I'm sure that growing up with a military father was 10 times as hard Yeah. because he was he trying to like, did he know that you were gay and he was trying to beat it out of you or was it something else? Oh boy. Do you want, do you want to talk about this? We don't have oh, to. Oh, I don't care. Okay. No, this, this, this is a real, I believe this is the truth. And my mother and I only spoke of this once, but I'll never forget it. Um, my dad would periodically disappear for um, up to a week. Just no notice, just disappear. And when he would come back, always, my mom told me that the very first thing he would always say was, Patsy, I swear to God, I was not with another woman. So there's that. And then my mom recounts the story of one time she and my dad were out somewhere and an obviously gay man walked up to my father and said, hi, David, how are you? Immediately, my mom knew that he wasn't going away to be with other women. Mm -hmm. She believes he was closeted. Okay. And that makes so much sense to me mm-hmm. and my scarred back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he was taking his shame and secret life out on me. You know, thank God he died when I was 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Drunk driver. Wow. He was the driver. Yeah. So... Poetic justice, I guess. I don't know. Sure. But I'm not bitter or anything. Right. <laughs> I can tell that you use humor, as do I, to deal with your pain and struggle. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. Are you close with your mom? I was, yeah. You were, okay. She's gone. Oh, okay. Yeah, just uh, a few years ago. Oh, wow. But yeah, it, it was funny. My mom, my mom was very much uh, a devoted Christian woman mm-hmm. who was not in favor of gay marriage, um, except... For me and Bradley. Oh. And the reason she gave was she loves me and Bradley so much that she knew God would make an exception for us. Okay. So we were the only gay couple that was ever supposed to get married. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, Patsy. She was so cute. Yeah. Okay, Patsy. Yeah, I know. Sweet little Patsy. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we went round and round about it, but she adored Bradley. That's Adore. sweet. Everybody does. I mean, yeah. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. There's not a soul in this earth that doesn't love my husband. He's just <laughs> hilarious. I get on the elevator, you know, I'm looking at my phone or staring at the carpet. He gets in an elevator. He wants to know how everybody's days oh go. Oh my gosh. You know? Yeah. And and not in an annoying way. No. He just he just gets it out he's of you. He's just he an makes, extrovert like that. He's wonderful. He's just <laughs> I'm just so lucky. Oh, that is so great. I feel that way about my partner too. But I, I used to be in, I was, I was gay married for one year, one year, did it, uh, don't know why, wasn't in love, did it, what, did not have ownership of my inner voice and my self-worth because I had gotten out of a really abusive, like bad situation before I met my ex-wife and, um, we got married and I was like, this isn't right. And then... I sort of connected with my partner now, and um, I I didn't know it was possible to be so happy in a relationship. 
And hearing you talk about your partner, like, makes me feel like, oh, like, that's how I feel in my relationship, too. Like, I'm yeah. the luckiest person alive. Oh, I know. <laughs> so great. I know. And so many people fought to keep that from me. Yeah. Fuck all of you. Yeah. You know, individually, one at a time with the chainsaw. Yeah. Because, I mean, we were together for 20 years before we got not quite 20 years before we got married. So obviously it wasn't a phase. Yeah. Obviously it wasn't just the sex. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, pretty much everything they tried to push and spin about gay marriage and gay people. Yeah. We've, America has come to find out for the most part, you know, the thinking people have discovered that that was just absolutely not the truth absolutely so let me push this boundary a little further what you're being fed right now about transgender people just gonna say that is a crock of shit yep you know they're so they were so scared about you know their child being in the bathroom with the transgender person to this date there have been zero reported incidents well let's talk about republican people accosting other people in a bathroom Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dennis Hastert, longest speaker of the House in history. Uh, yeah. Served jail time, not related to sex, but for uh, improper monetary covering up to pay someone off. Let's talk Larry Craig in the, the airport bathroom stall. Mm-hmm. Those are just two off the top of my head, mm-hmm. you know, and oh, don't get me started on priests. Oh, right. That's what know? I was going to say. But no, no, no. Don't yeah. be afraid of them. Send your children to be alone with them for, right. for training one on one, you right. know, because that's cool. Right. But for God's sakes, keep a transgender person, you know, at, at a at a distance from your child. Yeah. Bullshit lies demonization. Yes. You know? Yes. And it's again, it's 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 kind of a mass brainwashing somebody somewhere thinks you shouldn't be that way mm-hmm. so they rile up a bunch of people mm-hmm. with like they always do mm-hmm. you know with gay people and and women and and everything else you know um because of course you know no no decent upstanding christian woman ever got pregnant out of wedlock right. oh no they're all horrible whores and drug addicts yeah. those Fuck you. What? That's, I mean, on its face, you should be able to see through that. Yeah. And it's the same thing for us and and our trans siblings. You know, they're just people. They want to serve their country. Why the fuck would you not let them? You know, if if they want to fight a war, and I'm not pro-war, but if they they want to serve in that way and it's important to them, why would you fight that? I have no idea. They, they concoct all these laws, you know, same thing they did about gay people in the military, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. unit cohesion and mm-hmm. all that stuff, which time and time again was proven to be bullshit. And so, you know, here we are. The rain, fire was supposed to rain down from the skies if the gays were ever allowed to get married. Well, here we are several years in nationwide, you know. A lot of people are just like freer. Yeah. You know? Like, and not everyone is and, free. and happier and more and productive happier. citizens yeah. and you know and and workers and taxpayers and good god it's just people wanting to be happy right you know i i grew up marriage was never in my mind i mm-hmm. just knew nope mm-hmm. no that's not gonna happen thank god somebody somewhere had the notion hey how come we can't get married right you know, I am so thankful for him because I mean, literally, it never entered my mind. Mm-hmm. I knew 
that's, that's just, just the way it is, yeah. you know, but some forward thinking person or group of persons came up with this idea and said, you know, hey, why not? Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs>